0: Welcome to the Grassroots Podcast hosted by GreenIndustryPros.com, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. My name is Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros. This week, I wanted to bring you the second part of an interview with Leaf Burrito founder Mark Mateo. Last time, we heard him talk about the details of what exactly a Leaf Burrito is. This, t- this week, in the conclusion of the interview, Mateo continues to highlight the benefits of the yard debris brag and also sheds light on his hopes of scaling up the business to have burrito factories around the U.S. Let's listen in. But our
1: product makes it easier to keep up with things because of the way it starts open flat, zip it up, squash it in there, compact it and think about a Think about a tarp. You fill that with say 20 bags worth of leaves. How are you going to close that thing? You're going to roll it up. You're going to peel it. Put. It, you're going to lasso it. You're going to try to hog tie it, and it's going to, you know, it's. You're going to try to get ropes through the grommets and everything else, and then ultimately you're still going to have stuff falling out. And then, of course, if there's any water or moisture in there, guess what? That's all inside that tarp. And now you have a potentially thousand-pound uh, balloon on your hand.
0: Oh, for so sure. So this is
1: a really big. That's a big key for wet leaves too. When you're raking up wet leaves, it'll the, uh, the moisture will come out of it. So that was a big. That was actually a conversation I had recently about stormwater drains. Uh, when they do stormwater drain cleanups, typically they're scooping out wet, nasty, thick leaves out of the edge of the storm drains that are right in front of it. And mm-hmm. so when you put those into the burrito and then you set that on the side, everything is literally uh, draining out. So that's a big differentiator in the other product.
0: So, have you? It, it, it's, it's interesting that you bring something like that up because you did already say that uh, universities are are some that are definitely uh, coming on to using this product. Um, when thinking of uh, clearing out storm drains and stuff, that's almost uh, more municipal, uh, potentially related. Uh, is is are there governments uh, like parks or, or whatnot that are all in addition to the universities that are uh, buying buying your product?
1: Well, we're actually doing a big stormwater awareness campaign this year. And surprisingly, it, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's a really, really, really big deal. There's a lot of money behind it. And there's a lot of um, repercussions of failed storm drains. So what happens is a plastic bag, which I have a great video, coming down my street, floating down the street in the river uh, that was along my curbside, And when that thing gets sucked down into the drain as a a plastic bag, it becomes a cork. So now we've stopped up my storm drain and guess what? Whoever's downstream is now suffering because the water is going into my neighbor's yard, eroding his backyard out, uh, or potentially flooding a whole apartment complex, et cetera. So the downstream is a really, really big deal. And I didn't realize how much of an issue it was, quite honestly, until I got into this business. I mean, you hear some your county saying, "Hey, you know, protect our storm drains." You're thinking, "Okay, well, it's just another you know talking point," but it's a really big deal. So we want to try to kind of raise awareness on that as hey, municipalities, but also the consumer. So we need to educate the consumer. Here's why you shouldn't blow uh, eighty bags worth of leaves onto the onto the street, onto the edge of the curb, especially for cities that accept. Uh, The vacuum trucks, which are a complete, just not a good solution because of noise, because of pollution, because of dust, because of it takes three men to to use the the elephant trunk and then two guys to rake it into the trunk. And then it just shreds debris. It's only used part time throughout the year. So we're again, this is the whole paradigm shift that we are trying to revolutionize. And it's a big wheel to turn. But what we need is we just need some champions slash uh, brand ambassadors that are going to say, Hey, look, this, this is a better way to do things. And, but again, it has to be everyone. It has to be like, even the consumers. If I see a whole bunch of sticks piling up in front of a storm drain and I'm walking my dog, well, bend over and pull that stick out so that the water can flow. And it's such a, such a little thing, but it's almost like telling somebody to use a, you know, recycle your plastic uh, bottle. Sure, you, you just have to keep the message going. Be like, hey, you know what? You may not care about the drain in front of you, but the, your, your neighbor down the street does. And then, of course, your creeks do. So, if something overflows into my neighbor's yard and picks up other debris, it shouldn't. And then that goes down to the creek. That's not good because now you're putting foreign material into the creek. So it's um, again, it's crazy how burrito is just literally fitting all of these these business needs that we're discovering
0: sure it's just it's crazy so uh shifting gears back to kind of the landscaper sort of things is as far as uh how the burrito would fit in from a size perspective it it really sounds like that could be something that uh the landscaper that's just kind of uh, maybe you know the the owner himself and maybe two or three crew members but it also could be it could be something that works for a much larger operation that has multiple trailers and just has multiple bags on, on each trailer that goes out to to the various sites. I mean, it's, it's kind of works across the board as far as what size of property it would be appropriate for. I mean, because you could still be using a blower to gather the leaves together, but then you have the burrito to, that's where you're putting them instead of having to blow them all the way across the property.
1: Yeah, that's actually in Charlotte here, we have, a, we have a road that's kind of famous and big and everybody has a giant yard. And I watched three or four guys spending like an hour blowing leaves all the way from the backyard, all the way to the front yard. So it's probably like a, you know, maybe 0.75 acre, one acre, two acre yard. And I'm just, again, that component oriented person in me is like, why don't you just blow them into little piles and burrito them up and, then, you know, save on gasoline and time. So handling the material more than once is a big time-saving thing uh, or time waster. So whether it's hedge clippings and then you're raking them up versus it dropping into a burrito and just being done. Um, So really the, in the landscaping companies, like I said, it's the constant as a business owner, uh, even myself, Hey boss, need another tarp. What happened to the 12 tarps I gave you yesterday? They're all ripped. Need more tarps. And that, constant just attack of, of expense right just a weight and then of course i'm looking out in my dumpster and there's a almost good tarp with a giant rip down the middle right so i just gave you a 20 by 20 brand new tarp for whatever it was even a heavy duty one for 20 22 bucks and here it is with a giant uh, thing down the middle because they dragged it across the uh, the curb, so that pain point for the business owner is that's kind of why we say to outfit all of your trucks. So I've already mentioned the guys in Hawaii. So ultimate innovations, I I don't know, they have probably 40 trucks or so. Um, So yeah, outfitting them all and you give them a new tool. So not much different than saying, Hey, we're going to give you guys all new um, motorized uh, hedge trimmers. You know, you're going to put one of those on each truck. You're not just going to give one truck one of them. Right. Sure. Okay
0: and like you said uh at the past couple of gies it's it's uh, certainly been a draw and people are sh- are showing interest and uh a- as you mentioned unfortunately this year's show got canceled um, and uh, but you were uh, definitely anticipating that you were going to continue to see uh, further interest oh my in god
1: yeah. we we sold out of all of our bags last year that we brought with us. In fact, I even had to take the display model down and, and unpackage our display models that were hanging up. Um, again, and, you know, what's really interesting is that all of our sales that have been coming in really since that show, we have a little thing on our website that how'd you hear about us. And it's surprising that GIE was over a year ago. And people were clicking the box to say, you know, we saw you in GIE even from two years ago. And so it's that sticky that people – and, again, every, I guess every time – once you see the burrito, it's like you've seen, the, you've seen the sauce, right? So now you go out and you put down your tarp and you're like, man, I remember seeing this cool burrito thing at a trade show a couple of years ago. So it's like once I'm in your head, I, you're not getting out. <laughs> so because people just can't get rid of that name either too and their burrito in their head. So the trade show is a big deal. I think we would have uh, done really, really well this year especially with the new products that we're re- gonna release, which I mentioned the uh, gear burrito, boat burrito, and the, the tote form of the leaf burrito as well, and the beach burrito. And,
0: and are those uh, ones that are uh, uh, being released or, or as I guess uh, GIE would have been next week. So uh, is, is that something that's, be- are those products being released yet this year or are they, is that something for 2021?
1: There they are. So we actually literally just created the uh, the screens and the, we actually do our own screen printing now. I'm actually doing the artwork and creating the logos and uh, printing them and doing it. So we actually made our, our new products and we're uh, logoing them up. We have the skeletons designed and ready to go for the website. So we're literally waiting on me to, to actually get some of these screen printed so that we can take some photo ops of the, the bag, like the uh, boat burrito tote that I showed you behind me. Um, sure, so we got sure. the Beach Burrito logo done. and Actually, maybe, could you run out and grab a, a Beach Burrito tote? And uh, it should be by the front, the front door there. But yeah, those are, um, we are going to put them under a different channel, different websites directly. So you'll have uh, boatburrito.com, beachburrito.com, and so on. And then ultimately sure, we'll sure. have Beach, am sorry, burritobrands.com, which will be kind of a parent level trickle down thing. And our belief is that if you like a eco-friendly leaf burrito, you're going to freaking love a beach burrito, or a boat burrito, uh, or gear burrito. So you know, I ride motorcycles. So um, whether it's motocross gear or if it's if you play hockey or football or whatever it may be, as you can see behind me, so that's that's our beach burrito. So imagine that full of. Uh, your chairs, uh, all your bulky stuff, your, your toys that are on the beach. And then um, the ergonomics, of course, is the burritos are de- designed with handles on both sides so that the two people can carry it. Sure, so sure. the tow burritos you can wear as a backpack. And then the, the we call this our five-foot burrito. And, um, again, it's just a uh, – So – got all of my life jackets in there. You know, nothing's going to mold. So it's a big deal. I have a boat and I have all my life jackets, noodles, ropes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, You have a pontoon boat, you have a fishing boat, you got a platform up front and it becomes kind of almost like a a porous boat locker per se. So um, boat burrito, I'm loving, like I said, we're we're actually engaged with a couple of different ski boat uh, companies. So this is going to be a really big deal for the skiing world, which is kind of a niche thing. But anybody who basically has a boat with life jackets, this is an awesome product. Uh, even putting them on due to your seats, they mold like your life jackets that are wet. And so this is a great way to carry stuff up and down. And of course, if you have sand all over your stuff in your beach burrito, you hose the actual bag itself off and then it just right. drips right through and you leave it right there. So one day we hope that resorts will even rent burrito toys and you know uh beach rentals could even um come with a branded you know like might say marriott on the side of their beach resort and then you can rent a burrito full of toys and go down to the beach and then of course it lays like a blanket on the beach and you put your towels on top of that so if you 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 drop your keys or whatever it's not going down in the sand sure so just all kind of cool stuff but the answer is yes we're gonna have these websites up um probably within another week to two weeks so we're hoping that we can get in on kind of a Christmas gift idea. So the boat sure. be here, uh, tote, everything else will be perfect for Christmas.
0: And as far as the, uh, the leaf burritos then, like you said, for the landscapers that are uh, using those, uh, they can all be branded then. I mean, they, they get their brand printed onto the, onto the Absolutely. burrito.
1: In fact, we'll have my dog and pony show people go. Can you go grab a reliable bag? So, reliable Reliable uh, Care is a new Canadian uh, company. They do commercial, uh, high-end commercial stuff like uh, apartment complexes, resorts, indoor horticulture, uh, commercial facilities, facilities management company. Um, also, Medexcel operates 300 hospitals throughout the country, uh, hospitals and churches. Um, so, they're they're kind of a you know big deal for us, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, all this branding we can do easily. Uh, we burn a screen, which is a fairly simple process. So typically we'll charge $75 one time for a screen and then we'll keep that screen for two years. And so you don't have to keep paying setup fees every time. And, uh, but this is a reliable care. This is our seven foot burrito in the back. Sure. And it's folded in half, obviously, but there's a handle in the middle. So pull it over just a little bit more and lift it up. So the handle on the side is yeah. the side handle. So imagine four guys or girls around the, the whole outside of it. Uh, so four people can carry that bag. And that's what keeps that sag that I was talking about earlier in the conversation is that right. the five foot right. bag, two people can kick, pick it up, get it up off of the ground. But if you did have that thing full of three fourths of a yard of mulch, four guys can just pick that thing up and, or a tree. So again, Bartlett right. trees is hauling out a lot of weight out of the backyard and through gates and everything else, which is cool. Because you can't get equipment back there.
0: Right, right. Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, last thing I'll show you on the construction of that. So that patch is just where you would write your street address, whether it's a residential. So the city of Charlotte has been picking these up for three and a half years, Uh, curbside emptying them. Empty it, put it back in your yard, just like a garbage can. So I'd write my address in here, or my truck number, or my crew number, or you know, I might say truck one, you know, bag one of six. Sure, so this is a sure. basic identification patch on there. And then i uh, got some of these bulky handles on here on the four corners. So again, that's the kind of the fireman's blanket approach where you can have it, just carry it like a fireman's blanket upside right. down. Um, super high quality uh, YKK zippers and lanyards, and these are all the handles from YKK. And then you can take this belly zipper, connect it with another male to a female and connect multiple bags together. So now this seven foot by 7.33 foot square or rectangle turns into a 14 foot by 7.33 feet drag or long like for hedge clippings or a 21 foot. And this could also be flipped upside down. And now it's a trailer cover. So I have my six pack of burritos I go fill my big trailer, fill to the brim. I have it crowned and rounded and everything. And then I zip my burritos after I'm all done, and I use it as a trailer cover. And because of the excellent porousness, you can see Danny through the thing there. Uh, highway, uh, you go down know, the highway at 90 miles an hour, and this thing is not going to parachute away. Sure. Or rip or anything else. And then, of course, you have all the handles that are all along it, so it's easy to tie it down also. So you almost right. get it like a, like a truck trailer type tarp. Um, so it doubles as that. So, just crazy amounts of uh, things that kind of you know came together. And again, the hooking multiple ones together. Now you can't cre- you can't create like a twenty-one foot by seven foot burrito. You can link them all together, but the short sides wouldn't line up. And if that makes sense, you can zip the long yeah. belt peppers yeah. together, but not the short to short to short.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, so you do your, hedge- your hedges with a twenty-one foot long drag. And then you undo all three of them and wrap up three, three individuals. But, but it's a, again, it's a way to make a longer, bigger one. Sure.
0: No, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you, you'd have it all laid out. You put it all in and just then carefully push them to the respective three and, and burrito them up. So yeah, that makes sense. I
1: love it. You said it. That's our, that's our thing. You burrito them up. (laughs) Sorry. That's actually one of our little mantras too.
0: It's hard. It's hard not to say. I think once you once you start talking about it, so
1: it is. And again, that's that's where the that's why the trade show is so powerful. Is that when you're at GIE, and uh, can you grab one of the ones that are folded in a sleeve? The seven footer that's over by the window, the uh, folding (laughs) area. um, When you pick this thing up and you touch it, that's the sauce. Because then you're like, wow, this is a heavy duty tool. When you, when you just see uh, you know, an Instagram fly through and being like, Oh, this is a cool product. You don't get that weight. You don't, you don't get the the meatiness of it and just being like, this is a really great well-built tool. And that's the wild wow power that we were bummed that we missed out on with GIEs because that's where people look at it. And again, I told you the crowds around us the whole three days. And it's because of that. They're just like, Oh my God, this is such a simple idea. And it's, it's so powerful and strong and well-built. And, uh, and that's kind of a challenge that we're having is that trying to convey that message over anything, you know, emails or marketing or whatever. Um, so, yeah, when they pick this thing up, this is actually five and a half pounds. This is our seven footer. And, you know, five and a half pounds is a big heavy tool. So it's not a flimsy little blanket or anything like that. And like, even when you're looking at this on a podcast is I wish I had like a scale to throw it on there, but you know, you put a bunch of these on there and you know, next thing you know, you have 50 pounds worth of leaf burritos and it's a lot. So they're, they're, they're legit. And that's, that's what we wish we could do more of is having these out in front. And that's really where we hope that other testimonials from other landscapers can just say it. Like these are heavy duty, you know, long lasting tools. Sure. Absolutely. So it until has been a bit of. Until we can ultimately get out into, you know, a bunch of different retailers, whether it be Ewing or uh, site ones of the world where they can touch it and feel it right on the shelf.
0: Sure. And so, right. So, right. Uh, so this year, it has been a bit of a challenge, you know, like you said, cause you're, uh, you haven't been able to uh, get it, get it out, uh, where uh, people can touch it to to get a feel for it. and, uh, and you've missed out on GIE, but I mean, are you still uh, uh, been uh, fairly lucky uh, as far as getting some, generating some new sales even this year?
1: Oh my God, we're crushing it on sales right now. But what I'm saying is, the GIE, we're missing out on these large um, national franchises like the Bright Views and such of landscapers, because sure. that's when their their buyers reps are coming in and they're you know analyzing products, and you know trying to talk to a giant company is is difficult in general, right? So. That, that's where the, the magic of GIE comes in is because you have there, people there for one reason, and it's to analyze and look at buying new products. And, you know, versus me, if I call Bright, Bright Dew right now, it's like, you know, it'd be lucky if people even answer the phone during COVID stuff right now, right? So it, right. That, that's, it, it's not that it's a detriment that like if we don't have GIE, we're in trouble. It's, it's, that would have just been a great bonus to have, but what's happening organically is all the other landscapers are doing their own posts, their own LinkedIn things, their own testimonials, saying, "Yeah, legit," you know. And then of course people come back say, "Yep, saw you last year and the year before that at GIE. Uh, couldn't even get up to the booth to talk to you because you guys are too busy," which is cool. But um, Danny brought up a good point about storage, so that's the other thing is every trailer needs a six pack. Well, this. If you think about six of these laid together and think of this as a large beach towel size. You know, if I have limited space on my trailer, I don't have room for wheelbarrows. I don't have room for uh, giant garbage cans. I don't have room for all that other stuff. But I do have room for six technically beach towels. And guess what? If I hose this off, it's not going to rot and get moldy and nasty in there. So you put this in your little cage or whatever it is and they stack up nice. And, uh, you know, super tool what we call it on Instagram, a super tool. And, you know, that's, again, it's just a reusable grocery bag thing. It's, you, know, you have those in the back of your car, you have your bags in a bag, and then um, when you need it, boom, you got it. Okay.
0: And where, uh, where can uh, the landscapers uh, go currently to uh, get some information and, and reach out to you uh, to learn more about the leaf burritos? We are
1: at 1-800 burrito, which is great. Uh, Of course, uh, we can go right online to leafburrito.com. You can actually buy them right online, including the custom screen. Our tote bags are actually listed out there as well. And uh, the screen, uh, if you're going to do a custom screen, it's $75 one time. We keep the screen for two years, and then we'll reuse it. Uh, So we'll literally leave it on a rack for two years. And, And then that's really just a matter of emailing us the artwork, and then we knock that out. Um, we can, of course, call Christy uh, Roberts in the back here, uh, extension seven zero three, once you get to Leaf Burrito or eight hundred burrito. And uh, you can email us direct sales at leafburrito.com. Um, my name is Mark Matea, so I'm actually at MARC.MATAYA at leafburrito.com. So that's my direct email. And, um, as you can see, I'm pretty hands on with the business. Um, very mechanical. I'm kind of a Bob Vila. That's kind of how I got into the, this, I was doing my own yard work. And, um, actually that's a key piece of this factory too, is that I can literally fix anything, anything. And I'm out now fixing sewing machines, rigging up tables and ovens and rewiring stuff. Um, and I think that's a big piece of the puzzle is that if you start a business and you're constantly having to outsource and rely on other people to be able to fix something, whatever it is, then it's just a cog in the wheel in a sense, right? Because it just slows you down. And if I need to fix something and run a water line, boom, I'll go grab a PEX tool and get it done. So it's just, and I think that's that's what I hope is going to be the secret of the success of this business is just getting it done, you know. I dug in, studied YouTube videos, and I learned how to screen print, literally. And I also called a friend of mine down the street, bought him four bottles of wine, and said, can you come up here and show me how to screen print? And he did. So uh, <laughs> props to uh, Joe Freeman, by the way, for screen printing.
0: And, and the rest is history.
1: <laughs> it is, but one of our big goals is that we want to take this 5,000-square-foot factory, and we want to uh, almost McDonald's eyes it so that it becomes like the perfect factory. We know what machines we need. We know how many square feet we need. We know how many employees we need. And then ideally what we can do is because we could scale this to different cities. So let's say that we wanna open up one in Ohio. um, And the reason is, is because of volume. So residentially, there's 217,000 homes in Charlotte. 50%, we guess, do their own yard work. So it's 108,000 people. If we can capture five to 10% of that market, that's a lot of bags, especially at our five foot ones, the residential ones, those are going to be four pounds each. And logistically, we can use local labor. Basically, we're doing screen printing, cutting and sewing um, and distribution, like boxing up and you know some customer service stuff. So we can basically take, unskilled labor, to handicapped labor, to veterans, to uh, ex-incarcerated people, Um, we can give anybody a job in those local communities. And so let's say this thing takes up uh, in Ohio, which I'm an Ohio State Buckeye, by the way, so I'm kind of hoping it'll take off in Columbus, which is another million-person city, is that we could just take this model and say, boom, drop a burrito factory in Columbus And then, you know, we start sending zippers to those guys and boom, they're manufacturing their own custom branded uh, Columbus, Ohio packs and multiply that times Raleigh, Austin, Texas, everywhere else you go. So, so that's kind of a vision of scalability is that we kind of just get into a model of just being able to pop up different centers everywhere else versus I go out in Charlotte and build like a 200,000 square foot warehouse and try to do everything under one roof. Right. Right. So that that infrastructure cost is is high and if you have all this real estate out there right especially now with all these um, vacancies in the commercial real estate market whether it be banking space or restaurants or whatever it is almost free real estate will be out there and this was an old library that we're in we didn't have to do anything we just turned the lights on air conditionings here, and we have sewing machines, you can hear going on out there. So um, you just need a little washout tub basically for a utility sink for the screen printing and that's it. So that's my vision is that, you know, how we can scale this thing. And then if it takes off and explodes, then you also take off a little bit of that pressure on me where if Columbus, Ohio said, hey, I need uh, whatever it is, I need a hundred thousand bags that we don't have all that pressure on just Charlotte because Charlotte's saying, well, we need a hundred thousand bags. And Raleigh's saying, well, we need 10,000 bags and we need this. So um, I don't know. So that's kind of where we're hoping that this thing will go viral. And it's, uh, it's a perfect give back story. You know, we're local jobs, local community, made in the USA, uh, eco-friendly. We're getting rid of plastic bags. We're getting rid of tarps um, that are going in the landfills unnecessarily. And quite honestly, it looks good on the side of the street. When you drive down the street and I see these ugly plastic bags in the city of Charlotte, it drives me crazy, especially now that I know, like, you know, when somebody tells you like, Hey, are you hearing that, you hearing that plane behind you? And you'd be like, no, I haven't even heard it until until now. Thanks. You know, now you've cued me in on listening to that. So, um, but when you tell people you don't have to use plastic bags on the city of Charlotte streets and you could actually have a good looking front yard, then people are like, okay, that's cool. So that's kind of our vision is cleaning up the streets. um, You know, not putting down the paper bag things, but they're not sustainable. And the reason is is that they, you have to regenerate them. You have to remake them for a one-time use. So single-use anythings are bad. So single-use anythings are bad. And that's what we're trying to fix.
0: Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Grassroots Podcast. Thank you to Mark Mateo of Leaf Burrito for taking the time to talk with us. And remember to listen in bi-weekly for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by GreenIndustryPros.com.